So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas hey you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman Each week, a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Today, we are talking a bit about selling. Now, when I say selling, don't turn it off just yet. Stay with us here, Uh, because you got to make some money with this thing. You're out there taking pictures. You're pushing product. Let's get you some sales. I want you to stay in business so you can keep giving all the people the feels. And so we're going to talk about how to sell using stories. And Rachel is really one of the best people uh, to be having with me today to have this conversation. Because in some ways, this is a conversation around copy. But, um, you know, this is a... Anytime I think about stories, Rachel, I think about just like the the oral communication of it. Like the expression mm-hmm. through just like dialogue. And sometimes that happens and it begins with copy and then it moves to actual... What do you, what do you say? Voice? What, what would we call that? I mean, it moves into like copy feels forced. Conversation feels natural. Like I think it moves from copy to conversation. Probably. There we go. That's better than from copy to oral. That's just, I couldn't, I didn't want to say it. I was waiting for you to say it. I'm so glad you said copy to conversation. It's like, you're a copywriter. You're like, how do I avoid saying oral? Uh, we did it. Well, we didn't do it. Cause now here I am. Shoot. <laughs> Mercy. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Here we see. I started. I started so like, like dialed in. I feel like I yeah. was like I, I was I was I had a ni- everything had a nice little bow on it, and we were about to just get straight into the content, and then and now we're not. And then you know your brain just trailed off it into did. uncharted territory. Always. But you know what? I'm glad it took us there Always. because there is something very significant about practicing your stories out loud. Hmm. And um, that also, Ben, is another way to say oral, if you're ever looking for another way to say it. Yeah, (laughs) practicing your stories out loud. (laughs) Because a lot of the, um, the things that I'm trying to do when I'm trying to get stories out of our clients is just have them talk about it. Because usually when people sit down to write something, they freeze up. So if you just say something out loud, it feels a little bit more natural and it feels more engaging. And so that can either become copy or it moves your stories off the page into conversation with your clients. It's awesome. Let's back it up. Let's actually kind of talk a bit more about kind of where this conversation uh, started between you and I. And I I want this to be very practical for the listeners um, because uh, everyone who's listening, if they're a photographer, they are selling something, they're selling a service. 
um, they're selling uh, their craft, their art, their time. Maybe um, it's uh, printed artwork afterwards, albums, uh, canvases, prints, that kind of stuff. And then even there's probably like different stages of the selling. Like maybe you're just trying to sell someone to to fill out your contact form. Like you're just trying to move mm-hmm. a lead to just like reach out to you. And I want this to be an episode that helps photographers to convert on these things much better by the end of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I work with a lot of photographers, portrait photographers and wedding photographers who this conversation comes up most around printed artwork, right? Yeah. Um, because let's, let's go with this. Let's role play here for a little bit. Like Rachel, you're, you're, you're just starting off selling printed artwork, right? Mm -hmm. You've never, you've never done it. You've never learned from no one. You're just like, I want to, I'd really like to diversify my income. I'd like to get Mm -hmm. like a little extra money this year. And so I'm going to start offering what, what are you going to offer? I'm going to offer, you know, the bare minimum. I'm going to do albums, Mm. you know, maybe just two or three sizes. Love it. Um, just to make it easy on myself. I'm not going canvases yet, but I do have a local framer that I really like. Cool. So I'm going to do framed, like printed artwork for people and albums and that's it. So good. Okay. So, so let's do it. So I hire you, we do the session. It was great. And, uh, so family session stuff. And so now I'm thinking about buying some artwork. What, what do you say to me? Do you want me to be dumb about this? Or oh smart yeah. About I, this? Let's go with like the normal routine that I'm used to hearing from photographers. Right. Okay. And, um, uh, I'm going to send you an email with an attachment. That is a price sheet. Yes. Of the sizes that I offer, the different paper that I offer and the three custom frames. Yeah. And I'm going to say, Hey, if you're interested, maybe if you ever thought about hanging something up, you might want to buy through me. You can totally do it from Costco if you want, but cause I know you have all the digital files, but if you wanted something a little bit better, here's my price sheet. Let me know if you want something. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And even if it's not that, even if you're not doing the, like the sabotaging the conversation with Costco, it's, I'm usually hearing from photographers that are just like, I'm offering print and no one is buying. It's like, right. I'm showing them the albums. They have all the choices. I'm giving them the, 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 they can do leather. I let them even feel the leather. Like you buy samples and you're like, here, here's the leather album. They touch the leather and you're like, please, do you want the thicker pages or the nice deep mat? And people just aren't buying. Uh, right. And so I see this coming up all the time where the selling is around like the features of the product. Yes. And this is very clear. It's very evident with print because it's like, well, it's an eight by eight album. It's going to be three right. pages. You're going to get 20 <laughs> it's pages. It's a list. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I see this with services too. You're going to get yes. two hours of coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it'll be me as your photographer. We'll do two locations. At the end, you'll receive 30 to 70 edited images on a gallery that you can download. And it's just very like, here's the features. Here's the features. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to, um, it's really hard to convert with that kind of stuff, unless you're competing on price. Like if you make yourself so cheap that people just, it's like, wow, yeah, I'll take advantage of this guy. Right. Done all day. Mm -hmm. Then they'll buy. But if you're looking to get out of the middle market, then we need to start actually crafting intentional stories around selling. Yeah. And I see this a lot with services because people know that they're in the middle market. And so they want to highlight every element and bullet point of their package. So people can compare them to the competition that they're directly competing against in that middle market. And so they can say, yeah, but with me, you get a second shooter, but 
what you want to do in that situation, Ben's calling them stories, but what you're really selling is a feeling. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to give someone a feeling is by telling a story that they can relate to. So rather than leading with features and benefits, whether it's your package options for coverage of a wedding day or printed artwork, those are features and benefits, those bullet pointed lists of what they get. You want to lead with the feeling because then that builds value. The feeling builds value. So by the time they get to the features and benefits, they're already sold and they don't really care what's there. Yes. So using stories to sell, like um, where would we be using stories uh to sell. Let's, let's kind of like discuss that. What are some of the places that we would be doing this? Literally everywhere you can think of, you can use <laughs> stories in your blog. You can use stories in your captions on social media. Like you post a bomb photo and you want to say my client printed this and it hangs in this specific location. And when they walk by it every day, they say they feel this way. Mm -hmm. Like that's how specific you can get with these stories. You can have a video of your clients talking about the value of their album, or you can have a video of someone saying, I'm so glad I hired you for this because you know, someone passed away right after our shoot or something like that. Like you want to move people out of their, I forget which side of their brain it is, their logic brain and so into the, their feeling brain. Yes, from the neocortex into the limbic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. You want to move them from their head to the heart, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And you do that at every touch point of your brand. You do it in your website copy. You The way you sell with story is painting the story of who they are in your website copy, what they feel like right now, maybe stressed, overwhelmed, frustrated, um, like they're in the dark, like they've never done this before. Mm -hmm. And you want to paint the picture of what they feel like after they hire you. They feel informed. They feel empowered. They feel um, reassured. So story can be something that you're crafting or something that you're telling. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something that's happened or from someone else's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. What did I, like miss, the, ben? I love this. No, it's perfect. So let's actually talk about this. There's kind of like three categories of stories. There may be more, but right off the top of my head, there's three categories of stories that I can imagine like expressing value through one you just mentioned, which is you, you're casting a, a story of a future worth having for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're envisioning something that they will experience and you're you're inviting them into that story for themselves specifically. That can be really powerful. The second is you can share stories of past clients, like actual stories of, mm -hmm. Hey, when, you know, like Jim and Jamie, you know, they booked me for this. Like this is, these are some of their hesitations. This is the experience that they ended up having actually, um, uh, working with me. And this is the benefit they've received. So you're actually sharing somebody else's story. Some of the totally. most meaningful stories that, um, I've, found work best for me is when I get to connect, um, the experience that they're considering purchasing to my own life. So sharing yes. my own experience around, let's say it's hiring a portrait photographer or mm -hmm. my own experience around, um, having a family album or a wedding album in my own life. Mm -hmm. And to get, just to go off trail for a hot second, if you have not started offering albums yet, and you're a wedding or a portrait photographer, um, and you need to get a sample album, the very first sample album I want you to go and, and purchase is your own damn album. I want you to make an album of you and your pet, you and your wife, you and your kids, whatever it is, and 
the stories that you will share about owning an album and why they would consider investing an album will be the ones that will come about when you actually have your own. You'll share the stories of designing it, of making it, of revealing it to the family, of sitting down with the kids and or when family and, and friends come over and getting it out, like stories will kind of serendipitously happen. It'll be like uh, Andrew Funderberg over at Fundy Software. He he's He's oftentimes described print and albums as like, this like little hidden treasure that you get to refind mm -hmm. every time. Like it's every, yeah. you almost just forget about it. And then you rediscover this treasure box that you open up and the experiences that happen when you refind it every single time, it could be like day to day. There's like mm -hmm. new treasures there. Your stories will come from those. Totally. And if I remember correctly, Ben, you had a huge wall of printed images at your last house. Do you yeah. have that again? I, so fun fact. It was so like a whole room. I call right? it the memory parlor. There's a hundred yeah. prints on the wall that I've designed to wrap 360 degrees around the entire room, except for the entrance, of course. Right. Yeah. And, um, but every, every, all four walls have prints going all around them. And yeah. So when we built the, this house here, I made sure that there was a room that matched the, uh, not the exact measurements, but damn near close yeah, of the so original. And I just rebuilt the same. I rebuilt that's it. That's so cool. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's our memory parlor. And when you walk into the house, there's a hundred prints of, and they're mostly like, here's the thing. It's the story that is being sold here. It's not the yeah. fact that most of those are done on my iPhone mm -hmm. and I just printed them myself. Um, and they're in target frames. Like it's, it's the stories of the experience around like each of those memories that I get to share yeah. that, um, that people want to buy after they experience that. Absolutely. But I'm sure the process of making that and creating it and printing those images, you have a million different stories that you can sell yes. about printing your images Yes, and about the value of it. Not just, oh, look at this nice paper. Like I am transported. These images are a portal back to meaningful moments for me. And if I didn't have them printed, I wouldn't remember them and yep. I wouldn't think of them often. There are little reminders of like the goodness of life. Yeah. Um, another story that I think is really relevant that we hear a lot from our clients is they either had a really good experience with the photographer and they wanted to give that to other people or they had a really negative experience with the photographer. And so they'll talk about what they can save their clients from, mm. you know, they say, you know, on my wedding day, I went the cheap route and I hired a friend and I wish I hadn't because one of the most important days of my life is not documented well. And so telling that story can be really powerful too. Um, I don't think that's always appropriate on a website, but I definitely think it's appropriate in like yeah. uh, phone consults. That's what we didn't talk about. I think one of the best places that you can use these stories is when you're selling on a phone call. It doesn't always have to be written or in video format. Like you can just say it to your clients as you're selling them. Yeah. Yeah. Just sharing stories. So mm -hmm. uh, what I'd like for the listeners to do is if you're not driving or, or walking your pet or whatever to, to like to, to pause and to consider every product that you offer. And when I say product, it's also your service, like is, uh, your, your engagement sessions, your portraiture, your weddings, the, the different printed artwork that you do. I want you to actually consider uh, and list out all of your offerings because ideally you would have stories to share, whether they're your own past clients or inviting people into a future worth having around all of those. And again, there's kind of like, you've got the positive and the negative version of it, right? So this is something worth having. This is also something worth avoiding. Yes. You know, so you can go either way with it. Right. And so, um, and so maybe pause this episode right now and you just workshop this, but like to consider to write out all of your offerings mm -hmm. and then to ask yourself down each one, 
is this a product, an experience, a service that I can personally connect with? Is there a story that I've experienced in my own life that I could share around this? Mm -hmm. And if the answer, by the way, is no across the entire thing, then go get one. <laughs> yeah. Then go damn. Yeah. Go get Go one. hire a photographer. <laughs> Absolutely. Rachel, you nailed it. Go yeah. get, tell, talk a little bit more about that, Rachel. You went after it. I love it. Well, I was just thinking about how I was a family photographer for so many years before I had kids. And I'm not telling you to go have a kid. <laughs> if you're a family photographer and you haven't, you know, had family photos done, but I am saying the, the depth of my experience became so much more vast when I had my own children and I had people come photograph us and I understood my clients problems and the solutions I could provide so much better after I experienced being on the other side of the lens. It's powerful. Even if you get photographed for something you don't offer, just having that experience of vulnerability of inviting someone to take a photo of you is so transformative if you haven't had it done. And if you haven't done it, why haven't you gotten brand photos of yourself at the very least? <laughs> like you can use them for your business. It doesn't have to be this intimate thing, but I'm just saying have an experience where you've been photographed because it will help you empathize with your clients so much more. And it will just give you a peek into the weaknesses and strengths of maybe your own process that you can highlight a little bit more. Um, and I wasn't just going to say that, Ben. I wanted to add an addendum to what you were saying. You know, if you have a personal story that you can relate to every product or service that you offer, I also want you to see if you have a client story. Correct. So I want you to be able to see if you can have both. Yes. Because your client stories, I love telling people, let your clients sell you. You know, let your client's experience um, be the thing that convinces people, that pushes them over the edge to say yes. Because you look through your reviews, people will tell you to look through your reviews. Your reviews are just little stories. So if you can structure them even on your site as storytelling, rather than just like, here's a review, here's some testimonial sliders, like let the reviews support the copy you wrote above it. Yeah. Like I know that for me, a lot of the dads that I photograph families for 12 hours. So the dads really dread the day with me because it feels really exhausting to them. And the best thing I can say is saying, you know, how much, what a fun experience it is. And then having a quote from a dad that says, this was so much more fun than I thought it would be mm. the end. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this long narrative. It can just be like, Hey, they thought it was going to be this way. And then it was this way. So think about how your client stories fit into each of your products and services too. Yeah, absolutely. Past clients, your own personal. And then that mm -hmm. other category that we were talking about is like, consider what is a story of a future worth having for each product for like your imaginary target client, your, your, yeah. your dream client, your target client, whoever that person is like, um, what is a future worth having for them with, with hiring you for photography? What are they hesitant about, right? Mm -hmm. um, what are the things that keep them up that, that they're kind of anxious about? They're a little bit stressed. They're concerned about hiring a photographer. Uh, consider that. Consider the experience of how you set all of those pain points at ease. Yeah. And then the experience that they will get to have you know, after they hire you. Maybe for a wedding photographer, it's like two years later and you can craft that story. Uh, maybe for portraiture, it's a much shorter timeline. If you've been following me for any uh, length of time, you may have heard me talk about the golden question. Certainly, if you are a student enrolled in Book Solid, you will have heard the golden question. The golden question is something that I go over in my phone calls or consultations before lead hires me. And I cast a future worth having. 
and I, I just paint the perfect picture and it opens up so much possibility, uh, for my leads. So a bit of a framework for this, maybe Rachel, like, mm -hmm. um, I, and we've, we've kind of hit on it just in the conversation, but I think a, a, a great, I wish we had a worksheet for them. Do you have a worksheet in your back pocket? <laughs> I but sure I, don't. I think what makes a great story is like, there's conflict, right? Mm -hmm. There is, uh, there's the, the, the resolution of it. And then there's like the, the, the end result. And in a similar way, I want you to consider like, what, what are, what are the hesitations? Like if you could actually, let's talk about this. If you could, if someone was considering artwork and you were yeah. able to speak to like, yeah, you know, um, one of my past clients, she was really hesitant about investing in an album like this for herself. Um, however, the, through the experience of sitting down with me and like crafting this whole thing, she realized this is a lifetime purchase. This is something mm -hmm. that I'm going to have beyond my lifetime. It's a one and done thing. It's never going away. And every single story that I will remember, they're not going to be the photographs online. They're going to be the ones that are in this album. Right. Cause I'm not going mm -hmm. online when my parents come over and she, she decided to jump in and, and, and get the album. And, um, she reached back out to me like two years ago and was like, Ben, this was the best decision I could have possibly made. Like and that is a made up story, by the way, of yeah. <laughs> a real story that happens over and over and over again yeah. Yeah. with my clients. But to speak to like we, the, the hesitation, go ahead. Yeah. We just wrote an about page for a photographer and she said, my favorite line was that like her wedding album is covered in Cheetos prints from her kids <laughs> yeah. because they sit down and look through it every night. It's their favorite book yes. in the house, like seeing their mom and dad in these like beautiful clothes and talking about the stories. And it's like, it's such a small detail, but it's, it's perfect for couples who want to have kids one day. And they're thinking about there being Cheeto dust yeah. on this album. Like it's just so specific and important. Yeah. So, it's such a beautiful story. I love it. It's like that one sentence is the story. It's so yes. there was a, there was a photography couple. I don't think they are the photographers anymore. I certainly don't believe that they educate anymore. Um, they were back in the game uh, a number of years ago, Chadwick and, and Camille, but they used to describe albums as like the album that you have out, like it should have a patina of love. Like we yeah. make the best albums available that are going to be like, they're going to last forever because we want them to sit out. Right, we want people right. to thumb through the pages and to touch them. We want, and we want that to be visible. We want like there mm -hmm. to be that, like that you can experience the fingerprints that this album has been loved. It has been well experienced and these memories have been relived over and over and over. And so I love it. So yeah. What are the hesitations? What is the experience like? And then what's, what's the resolve? What's the benefit? What is the value, uh, in their life? Um, and one, maybe, maybe this is a last note to end on. Yeah, let's let me go with this route, Rich. I'm gonna throw this isn't something that you and I chatted about earlier, but oh great, um, it's just uh, there's this really great book, and and now I don't remember the name of the book, but it but it was great, believe me, you. <laughs> and one of the things that uh, was was assigned in this book that I read was this this idea of homework for life, and homework for life is um, a process where you sit down at the end of each day, even if you're just lying in bed right before, you know, right before you close your eyes and you have, he, he just has it in a spreadsheet that just has all the dates and he does it in a spreadsheet intentionally. So that way it doesn't become a giant journal that you never do. Cause it's overwhelming, but mm -hmm. just like that only has space for just like one or two lines. It's not even a paragraph mm -hmm. and it's searchable and you can organize it by date. Oh, and smart. he just chooses his homework for life is what is the one thing, the one thing that he never wants to forget 
that happened that day. And maybe it's something that is worth telling a story around something he, he could see it crafted and connected to other parts of his mm-hmm. life. But just one thing that happened, it could be a conversation, a word, uh, a little funny anecdote of something that happened at the grocery. Just one thing that's just like, I don't want it. Like that was the highlight today. That was the day. Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. And he's discovered that when he's done that, first off, his life has slowed down. Like each day now is accounted for. Like he actually has mm-hmm. record of it and he has memory now of every day. And it's a really weird thing. It's like, this became a superpower that he, he slowed down time, but mm-hmm. in the process, he has created a bank of stories. Yes. He's discovered he's an entrepreneur. He has discovered that these stories, they end up finding their way into copy, finding their way into websites, mm-hmm. finding their way into totally. sales conversations, finding their way into uh, every part of his business because he's actually got like a finger on the pulse of the, his own stories in his life. Mm-hmm. And so- if you think you've got none stories, by the way, I use the word none a lot in, in with, with my kids. I like it. So my kids are always like, hey, dad, do we have any apples? I'm like, oh, we got none apples. Uh, <laughs> none. I always use none. If you think you got none stories, I want to They're encourage there. you. I want to assign you homework for life uh, and to consider each day. Just what's the one thing you don't want to forget? Go get one. Go get a story. That's right. <laughs> go get Go get you some. Get yes. Some. All righty. Rachel, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for talking stories with me. I, I, I appreciate Literally it so much. anytime. So good. Um, <laughs> podcast listeners, appreciate you all dearly. Thanks for being a part of a faithful listener to this show, especially as the shows continue to evolve here. I'm, I'm really enjoying my time here with Rachel. And so I would love any feedback. Uh, if, if you're Same. not already a part of the, <laughs> Rachel's like, say, please, if you're not already a part of the mastermind group, I want to invite you over to join the mastermind community. You can uh, uh, get get it over at benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. Okay. And um, and I'd love for you to, to just tag Rachel and I in there. Just let us know how, how you're feeling about it. Let, or maybe you don't want it to be public. <laughs> That's fair too. <laughs> DM Rachel. Just, you tell her. <laughs> Send it to me from your Finsta. Yeah. Wait, from your what? Your Finsta, What's your fake that? Insta. Oh, I don't even that's know what like, this is. That's like the, uh, like your fake Instagram account. So you can troll people, not troll them, but we're like stalk people, mm. you know, cause you, people can see when you watch their stories, people mm. watch someone's stories, but you don't want your identity attached to it. Wow. You just make a fake Instagram profile. I deep. personally don't have one. It sounds like you but do. I know a lot of people it who sound, do. <laughs> that sounds exactly like someone would say who has one and doesn't want <laughs> anybody to know you definitely have one guilty i do not yeah, i promise, you do. Podcast I listeners, promise. thanks for hanging out we'll see you in the next episode of the six figure photography podcast until then keep showing up and be kind to yourself finsta <laughs> it's real